0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Once again, bringing on my brother from the Don Mafia report, Dan Mitchell. How you doing, brother?
1: Ah, uh, my guy, I'm doing fantastic. I'm surprised Rumblings allowed you to bring me back.
0: Here we are. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! You know you're always welcome, um, yeah. dude. So you told me off air about you got to talk about this your first radio debut. Yo, I
1: did, man. It was really, really cool as a matter of fact. So I started this podcast, I think, a little after the last time that you and I got together with Aaron Williams, uh, former safety of the Buffalo Bills, in case anyone does not remember. But um, my producers sent me an email the other day and they said, hey, man, we want you to go on the radio. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. What's the station? And they said, we want you to talk for like 10, 15 minutes in a Eugene, Oregon radio station. It was super cool, man. It was super cool. And so, in fact, there were a couple of jitters, but, you know, things happen.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, so, like you said, kind of an old-fashioned approach there, you know, but it's it's just, this that's the roots of sports radio, though. I mean, yeah. uh, sports podcasting, excuse me. It's just... Getting on there, speaking your mind. You know, you're gonna make mistakes when you say things this way and that way. But ultimately, uh, people wanna hear what you have to say because you have a record of making really good points, which here we are again, Dan, making a are. very bold prediction of are. an upset, right? We're gonna an get into upset. it. Upset.
1: <laughs> oh, you watched my video.
0: <laughs> Always, man. You know we gotta gotta, gotta stay on top I of those am videos. Man. An upset. I am. So, Hey, we got to talk about this week in review. Um, you know, you look at the linebacker position, got, um, got an upgrade. The cornerback position got an upgrade. You know, uh, I had a, I had a tweet that, uh, was like a mini viral tweet. (laughs) Shout out to Greg Thompson for retweeting it. And then everyone else started to see it. And then from that point on, uh, it became kind of a, a little chat with fans. It was pretty cool. And, uh, I basically said that everyone's going to be very thankful that, no serious were no serious moves were made at the trade deadline because I believe the bills need to sign Matt Milano. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are obviously on the other side where they're looking at how injured, how injured he's been this entire season. Uh, look, ladies and gentlemen, a pectoral injury is very hard to monitor. Obviously it took out our starting guard and he just came back and you can see how much of a dramatic change uh, you know, it was to the offense. The, the running game is back. <laughs> Finally. Look, man, I, I look at, I look at the Feliciano injury and I look at, you know, how nagging of an injury it's been for Milano. Thankfully, it's not fully torn from what we're hearing. And we're just praying for this bye week to show up. Right. Yeah. Um, look, <laughs> when Milano is not on the field, the defense, or excuse me, the offense of the other team does whatever the hell they want. I'm sorry. I, I I just I I've seen it too many times that we do not match up well without Milano, mm-hmm. and in a game that is so pivotal for the Bills uh, organization's confidence. I mean, the last time we faced the Seahawks, it was uh, it was a loss in heartbreaking fashion. Seeing Tyrod Taylor throw the football to Robert Woods in the end zone, and we're we're staying toe to toe with them. And Rex Ryan was the coach, and you're thinking to yourself, "Wow, this could be the year that the Bills establish themselves," and we don't. We, uh, we choked pretty bad and it, it was, it was very disheartening to watch. It was a hard fought loss. You know, don't get me wrong. I was proud of the way they played, but you look back at that era versus this era. Now I say eras because of, you know, the coaching staff and whatever have you, it's completely different. Um, you know, (sighs) this is a big showing, right? We're talking about what we're going to expect out of you know, Sean McDermott as a head coach long-term, this is a game, this is a situation where, you know, you're going to need your best players out there on the field. And look, I look at the linebacker position, I can't stress it more and more and more. And it's like, the linebackers will continue to play injured if we can't get pressure up front. Linebackers are not built to go up against 350-pound guards barreling towards them. (laughs) <laughs> ask Ray Lewis. I agree with you.
1: Yeah. I mean, ask Ray
0: Lewis, man. Yeah. And so, and so that's what I'm getting at. You know, um, it, there's a lot going into this game and, you know, I, I look at positionally how we match up and, you know, Dan, you can obviously dive into this a little bit more, uh, based off yeah. your video. Everyone definitely go check that out on YouTube on his, on his YouTube channel. You know, so many things can go really well for the bills or really bad, depending mm-hmm. on how we match up uh, early on in the game because a S- Seattle is not a team you want to chase <laughs> into, the th- yeah. into the third quarter. You either want to keep it very close or at least stay ahead by a touchdown. So maybe you talk about that, Dan, because I know your score prediction was pretty high yeah. um, and you were talking about, you know, having just staying ahead of Russell Wilson, right? Yeah. Keeping that touchdown lead. So maybe expand upon your thought about this game, this matchup and how the bills uh, can set themselves up for success.
1: For sure, man. So, I mean, really when it comes down to a defensive standpoint or a defensive game plan, a lot of people were not too keen or excited about the plan that we instilled against the Kansas City Chiefs, right? What we wanted to do was we wanted to uh, slow the bleeding, really be able to take away that big play, those bombs down the field, and essentially invite them to run on you. And we did lose that game don't get me wrong, in heartbreaking fashion. Realistically, uh, we were just a knee to hitting the turf a millisecond earlier for us being in a very good chance of winning that game by itself. And it all came down to essentially inviting the Chiefs to run all over us. When I look at an offense like the Seattle Seahawks, if I am a defensive coordinator, that is the exact same game plan that I am Doing Right. Like this, this Seattle Seahawks offense, there's not a single DB that I can name that's on our roster that would be able to hang with either Lockett or DK Metcalf in man coverage whatsoever. So I have a feeling, and I think that it is in our best interest defensively to not only play a lot of zone, but do whatever we can to take away the big play, because that's what Russell Wilson loves to do. He really, really does. And we need to let the Seahawks Run on us, right? Say, for example, that Chris Carson was healthy. Say, for example, that Carlos Hyde was healthy. Then I would say, hey, you know, maybe we should think of something else. Maybe we should think of some type of alternative so we can do our best to slow the bleeding. Uh, But it's looking more than not because both Hyde and both Carson have still yet to practice, say that they do play. I don't foresee um, that. So with that coaching staff really trying to risk it and make either of them dominate snaps. So we're going to be facing a third and fourth string running back who are nowhere near as dynamic as Carson or Carlos Hyde. And we just need to be able to trust our linebackers, man, to make tackles against third and fourth string running backs and make sure that we can take away that pass away from Russell Wilson. Um, Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not saying that this is going to be a perfect strategy. I still wholeheartedly believe that the Seahawks are going to ring up at least 30, 35 points up against us. That's just the kind of offense that they are. And once you point out uh, the struggles that the Bills' defense have have had, uh, then yeah. Um, really winning this game, dude, is really going to come down to time of possession and the Buffalo Bills taking advantage of each and every single possession that they have. Field goals, not going to cut it. We need to go into the end zone just about each and every single possession single possession that we have. Now we really need to see weeks one through week four, Josh Allen. I am under the impression that we are going to, because if you look at the past couple of games and you have seen him struggle, uh, there is one common denominator and that was unfavorable weather conditions. Luckily, and which is insane by the way, I'm not sure whether or not that you saw this, but it's going to be 70 degrees in Buffalo in November. <laughs> yep. Insane. Clear skies. Very little wind. So, if there was any game, if there was any game whatsoever that I could see Buffalo reigniting their heavy pass attack, it's going to be this one. Especially since their DBs really aren't that scary, minus Jamal Adams. I do understand that the Seahawks, uh, they did add a very good piece right to their defensive line, in Carlos Dunlap. They have a very talented linebacker, six-time Pro Bowler. So, but really, at the end of the day, I am not scared of this defense whatsoever. And as long as Josh Allen makes mistake-free football, then I can honestly see him having a field day with the secondary. I really do.
0: You know, I look at the evidence that we have of how to beat them. Yeah. I mean, it's the Cardinals, right? I mean, but you really look at that tape and it's like, what can you really say about that game? Because it's really hard to evaluate, you know, uh, You know that little chipmunk running all over the damn field that you can't catch. He's so fast, and he's throwing the ball with electricity. You know, <laughs> Kyler Murray is emerging, and I don't even think the Seahawks were prepared for that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of look at the Bills being more of a, you know, situation that maybe they're looking at us like almost like a, uh, a Pittsburgh Steeler-esque kind of team. You know what I mean? Like we're built – uh, a particular way. We're not going to try to do all the flashiness to you know fool you all, fool, fool you guys on defense. We're just going to do what we do, and we're going to try to beat you. And um, it's funny because you know I, I can say that now because I know what to expect out of Josh Allen. And you know last season I, I would probably tell you I have no idea how we're going to beat these guys. Now if you're going to ask me that question, I'm going to just simply answer this: uh, big matchup for Tre'Davious White. Very And, you know, put him on Metcalf the whole freaking game. Don't take him off and make the Seattle Seahawks win with Tyler Lockett. Okay. As far as I can see, they both of those wide receivers are in limited participation uh, per their injury uh, up, you know, list here. And what I'm noticing is, you know, obviously Jamal Adams as well. So we have tape on Jamal Adams. We know what to expect. Uh, and what we need to do is just, you know, make sure we win in the second level. Uh, sure. You know that that's the big thing. You know we can we've noticed we can get those three yard gains, those four yard mm-hmm. gains. Let's try to pop off those big runs like we did last game. That really shocked a Bill Belichick defense. They didn't really know how to respond when you have a uh, you know Pack Ten, I believe, Player of the Year Zach Moss coming mm-hmm. out of the coming out of the gate and just dominating. Awesome, Finals, so proud of by
1: him. the way. Right? Yeah. And so sorry to ruin your flow,
0: but go ahead, I go was. ahead,
1: go ahead. And so I was very, very excited to see the emergence of Zach
0: Moss this past okay. week. Okay. By the way, uh, Mr. Dan Mitchell, uh, mm. do you remember a while back? Uh, you didn't say. You didn't say um, anything against it. You were just very shocked that I said, "Hey." I do believe that Devin's on the hot seat because of Zach Moss. I just think he fits the Buffalo Bills play style better. I do. And it, it was, and we didn't, we couldn't we couldn't get Joe off, off off of Believers Talk on today, but that's okay. We'll get you we'll get you on soon, Joe. And I wanted to get you guys on, especially because of when we had that chat. And I just something about the way uh, you know he fit the offense in Utah and how I I felt like they were just so confident to take him so high in the draft. I was like this is a guy you really want to hand the ball off to a lot more oh, yeah, and geez. you know to ease that pressure off of Josh Allen. Who knows what this guy is going to officially look like. What I do know is and that you he caught sh- a
1: lot of heat from that. Didn't
0: you? Yeah, I did. I, I, I did. I did. I yeah. did. And, uh, you know, I'll take it because <laughs> You're right. now I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> right. That <laughs> was right. Name. Damn it. I was right. Damn it. Ladies um, and
1: gentlemen, we have entered, uh, a new segment right at Buff Hub <laughs> called Steve Flexes.
0: Oh my up. gosh. Okay, here we go. I'm going to start doing that now. I'm going to start doing that. Steve Flexes, right? Steve
1: All right. Flexes. I love it.
0: Next flex. Here we go. Next flex, Next flex is my point prediction. You ready okay. for this? I have the Seattle Seahawks at 24 points. Okay. And I have the Buffalo Bills at 28. Okay. So I, game. yeah, I, I don't think that their secondary is going to be able to keep up with us. I think um, we're going to, we're going to really show out really early. I think that the bills are going to find their balance. And I do think, especially with the weather uh, difference, I I feel like the ball is going to start, it's, it's going to be whipping all over the field. I just, yeah. I look at how, our, how we're going to be able to contain Russell Wilson. We're going to force him to throw the football And it's going to be very uncomfortable for him because our, our defense is finally coming together. They caught their stride. They figured out how to play together. And this is it. This is a game where you showcase what you're all about. You showcase what you can be in a playoff run. Right. And you know, we're talking about constantly, you know, the bills just need to win the division, win the division, win the division. I agree, but (laughs) I guess the third time's the charm, man, because you look at the situation with the Titans and the chiefs, and that's obviously an entire different, you know, hoopla of a story. But what we do know is in that chiefs game, we were very unhealthy. You know, Matt Milano wasn't playing in the Titans game. I just, I, Oh my God. And, and, and most frustrating game I've ever seen. We were Bills making play. the
1: preparations for two different squads.
0: Yes. At one point.
1: And so not to make any excuses or anything along those lines, but I mean, and so I hate to sound like a broken record or sound cliche, but it is legitimately any given Sunday, man. Like, like look what the Bengals did to the Titans last week. Yeah. It happens. No one saw that coming. It happens, right? It's the NFL and you're, you're going to get setbacks. Now. I mean, I definitely understand that as fans, we have a right to be frustrated. We want to see certain groups perform better uh, but it, like you were just saying, I really think that now that we're at the halfway mark in the season, that we are going to start getting this together. I mean, think about it. Like, I mean, how many snaps have we missed out on without an off season and, and without a preseason, especially with our defense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, man. No, like the the one thing I am just, I know it's a little off topic here. The one thing I am just hoping that the bills can do is very simply evolve. You know, I I haven't seen that in the last couple of weeks. I I, I think like they're just trying to figure out what that identity is, because I think last season, the identity was make it happen, Josh, however you can with what we got. And when you have a guy like Stefan Diggs and, I, I look at the last, like, for example, I look at the last drive against New England last week, right? And mm-hmm. one thing that I think a lot of people weren't taking into account when we're, you know, forcing the ball to Gabe Davis and, you know, the, the wind takes it, I don't care. You don't want Gabe Davis catching a, a game-winning touchdown. You want Stephon Diggs catching a game-winning touchdown.
1: Yeah, I agree. And,
0: and, and I really think that in a game where, a secondary is, is having a lot of trouble in, in the Seahawks. This is a game where I definitely believe you look at the tapes. The Diggs has had success against Pete Carroll in the past. And I'm telling you, he's going to exploit them. And this could be a game where we start seeing flashes of what the future can look like. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of sad that Gabe Davis has kind of been you know I guess falling off the wagon so to speak. I, I thought mm-hmm. that he had a really strong you know couple of first games you know going in there for John Brown yeah. and again he's a rookie, but I, I want to see him pick it pick it back up yeah. again, man. I think he's definitely a very integral part. And mm-hmm. um, again, he he is that piece though on the offensive side. I'm talking about yeah. the evolving of what mm-hmm. the Bills could look like. You know, Stephon Diggs is going to get older. John Brown is getting injured more and more and more. Someone's going to have to take that spot eventually. I agree. We, we would not have drafted a six-three, you know, monster out of out of UCF had we mm-hmm. not believed that this was a guy that we really believe. Just in case, and mm-hmm. also for the future, we have a guy that we can rely on, right? Yeah. So I want to so talk again, about again this. though,
1: Steve. Honestly, oh, go man, ahead, go like, ahead, Honestly, go ahead. like his past, like like uh, it, his two past touchdowns, his two consecutive touchdowns were called back on dumb penalties as well so i mean that's why that i'm saying that i wouldn't get too nervous about it he seems to be one thing that keeps me confident about gabe davis is the fact that josh allen looks for him so often especially being a rookie meaning that he trusts him and he has been able to make catches when it is needed i mean granted those past two touchdowns were called back by penalties um what I am, I am very, very excited to see his further development and I wouldn't be worried about him whatsoever.
0: Cool. So now that we're now that now that we've cleared that up, there's something that I need to get from you because <laughs> I remember telling you a while back, like I like to take the the season in four game increments. Yeah. And who would have thought, ladies and gentlemen, we are six and two mm-hmm. after eight games in the NFL NFL season? Like this is a big deal. It, Aside from who we've faced, just being six and two and in control of your division is a huge confidence boost for the entire team, no matter how banged up you are, no matter how bad you may have lost two of those games, you're locked in, right? And and, and I'm looking at these next four games and... (laughs) You tell me, uh, Dan, what do you feel about this next four game? Like, what would be your prediction? And then I'll give you mine. Uh, if you need a minute to pick, you know, pick up your schedule, I totally understand. Like, it's kind of an on-the-fly question, but I'm looking at the Seahawks, I'm looking at the Cardinals, I'm looking at the Chargers, I'm looking at the Niners. Yeah. In this four-game stretch, like mm-hmm. what record do you see the Bills going? Four-and-o, oh, three-and-one, two-and-two, oh. one and three?
1: So, I mean, (laughs) dude, this is hands down the most difficult quarter that we have, right? I mean, obviously, we have the Seahawks coming into town. Best scoring offense in the NFL. Then you have the Cardinals, who are also a very scary offense. And then the Chargers, really? I mean, especially with Justin Herbert. I mean, he's been lighting up defenses. I mean, don't let their record fool you. They're still a pretty good football team, man. They really are. And then the 49ers, who are essentially in a body bag. At this point, like, I mean, <laughs> and so Bill's fans better not be complaining about how how healthy we are. I mean, just imagine oh, being a San Francisco 49ers fan. I mean, that whole God. team is going
0: through. And it's I personally years. know one. <laughs> I yeah, personally I know, know one. He I is know.
1: not happy. And it, so here's the deal, right? Be, because I feel like this is a tale of two teams. Say, for example, that we see the type of football that was played weeks one through week four. Then I'm seeing the Buffalo Bills go three and one and i'm seeing us drop either the Seahawks game or the Cardinals game and then we'll we'll win the other 3 and roll through um say for example that we see the team from the second quarter right um i'm pr- unfortunately going to have to say one and 3 maybe two and 2 right on a right. good day so i mean it's it's really a tale of two teams but i have confidence and i have confidence that we've been playing together you know, so often we're finally getting that chemistry together that we will be able to take that next step and be comfortable with one another and be able to put together the football that we saw weeks one through week four. And it's not even so much that I'm hoping for. We need to, especially
0: with this competition that we're about to be facing. If we're going to talk about quarterbacks now, Mm -hmm. would you have thought in your wildest dreams that Josh Allen At this point in the season will be a top five quarterback sitting below. No way. Oh my God. Isn't it, isn't it insane? No way. He's in the conversation of the top five quarterbacks right now. He is. Based off of stats. He's, uh,
1: let me see, he's fifth in the NFL right now for passing yards. And so a lot of that had to do with like weeks one through four where he just consistently hung up 300 yards. Yeah. Uh, But. Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, like, it's funny. And, I mean, you and I, like, we definitely touch on this, I feel like, each and every single time that we collaborate. But that narrative is still just clinging on to him, right? I mean, this man could throw for, you know, 300 yards, have a 67, let's say, of the percent of the completion rate, and then they'll just go on ahead and they'll just make one airmail throw that went over Gabe Davis's head, the meme of the week, right? I mean, (laughs) he's been... he's been very slept on don't get me wrong i wasn't the biggest fan of his performance against the chiefs i thought he did okay against the pats um i mean i mean you really can't ask a quarterback to you know throw too often when there's 40 mile an hour wind gusts I, like let's just put it this way i am happy with his with his production thus far and the step that he has been able to take and but no and so to answer your question, I did see him making an improvement, but I didn't see him being in the conversation for top five. No way.
0: Yeah. Here we are, and this is the most pivotal point of Josh Allen's career. Right? You're in control of your you're in control of your division. You're going to be facing very good quarterbacks in the next couple of weeks. And you're going to have to measure how much improvement you've made. In relation to a guy like Kyler Murray, in relation to a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. And then right after that four game stretch, we got we got Big Ben. Yeah. And, you know, I definitely think a talented a talented team in Denver. And then we got our two last division games. But oh man, what a stretch here, right? If if the Buffalo Bills can erase this stigma, this is mm-hmm. if, if ever there was a time, this is the time. Exactly. This is the time to erase the stigma. That you can't close out games, you always play nail biter games. Yeah, I, we're all sick of it. For sure, we're all sick of it. We want to be at a point where, you know, we're just we we feel like we're just in control. You know, and yeah. um, again, my my main thing is I'm looking at predicting the rest of this season here. I still have the Bills going 11 and five. Yeah. You know. My pessimistic side, like I said, is, is going to be, oh, we can't beat Russ. We can't beat Kyler. My optimistic side is we can beat Russ and we can beat Kyler. If we can beat Russ, um, it's just one of those things like going with the trend of the bills. It's, it's really hard to know what the identity will be going forward for the rest of the season though, after Mm -hmm. two wins in the division, where they know basically every play you're going to run, man. They know every single play They're 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 studying for you twice a year, um, year in and year out. And uh, you know, uh, what I am hoping out of Josh Allen this week is to be himself. And when he feels he's in trouble, remember you definitely have the safety valves. You have to take them. That's how you beat Belichick, Mm -hmm. Josh. That's how you beat him. I you agree. check the ball down, and it was inclement weather. And look, yes, the weather is going to be great, but if you cannot find Stefan Diggs deep, look, I'm just going to say, like, I don't
1: immediately because he's up. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I, I, Beasley opens up the game. I said it in my last podcast. Like, nice. just feed Cole Beasley, right? Yeah. Feed him, feed him, feed him. And the formula for success is, my opinion, it's going to be Josh Allen's decision making. Mm-hmm. cuz the opportunities are going to be there this week. I think they're going to be plentiful, way more than we had against the Patriots because, you know, all we're going to have to do is make sure we stretch the field well and we beat them deep a couple of times and confuse them here and there. But again, it's it's like Josh has to make good decisions. We can't have this this commu- the miscommunications with Stefan Diggs on a freaking hook route. No. Just freaking throw it at him. Just throw it at him. Mm-hmm. Not away from him. Just throw it at him. He'll catch it. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> when you just throw the ball away from him, it, it just makes you look like you don't know what the hell you're doing on offense. And, and that's what we can't see, right? And uh, if you
1: don't get me wrong, and I mean, honestly, if there was any game where we needed Josh to play mistake-free football, it's this one. All season. It's this one because you cannot give Russell Wilson favorable field position because he's going to march down the field. And he's going to score six. And so to be honest with you, man, like, I mean, we could probably start the Seahawks on their own one yard line, each and every single drive. And I would flip a coin to see whether or not that they would march down the field and get six. That's just how electric these guys are. Realistically, this game's going to come down to which quarterback is going to make a mistake. And, I'm hoping it's not Josh, <laughs> but I mean, when you compare him to a QB like Russell Wilson,
0: um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, really, okay. But. Okay. Well, here you go. Here you go, Dan. Russell Wilson's thrown six interception, uh, six interceptions this season. Josh's thrown five. Touché. And here is the other thing. Russell Wilson's gotten sacked 19 times already wow. to, to Josh Allen's 13 thus far. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that number and I'm saying to myself, what is Seattle doing wrong that is allowing Russ to, yeah, he, we know Russell as, you know, he's, he's dangerous, right? I mean, he's running around. Uh, why is he running around yeah. pockets breaking down? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he can't see down the field because he's too short, whatever those specific details are. We got to figure that out. Mm -hmm. And this is a game to do that. You know, you look at those numbers and you look at how our defense has been trending and we're starting to get to the quarterback. This could be a game where that's, that really shines out for us. The defense got pressure. The defense is back, but you know, there's so many, there's so many narratives you can pull out of this game where, you know, you're going all the way with the Seahawks or you're really believing for the Buffalo bills, I am on the really believing for the Buffalo Bills in this game because of oh, just sure. the way we're trending and we're starting to really figure things out. Now, if if we would have lost to the New England Patriots, even if it was, you know, Cam Newton running it running it in on that last play,
1: <laughs> the sky would have been fallen.
0: I, I just would have been like, There's no way we would have we could have any resolve. I yeah. think morale wise, the, the the resolve would not be there. And right. what you're seeing is a team as a whole from guys who are, we're, we're taken out of the practice squad. I mean, my Lord, does anyone know who, does anyone know who Justin Zimmer was, uh, you know, last year, two years ago, three years ago? I have ago? no idea. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll be and then entirely he, honest with you. He won the game. So oh, shout, obviously big shout out to him and his mom, his mom's always, you know, tweeting about him. It's really cute. I, I follow her on Twitter. Oh it's yeah, also. man. And Hey,
1: listen, <laughs> dude. like, I mean, it's like awesome. he was that close and so to putting us in a position to win that Chiefs game, too. And so he was the one that punched the ball off from Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yes. I mean, he's yes. a baller, man. And I mean, it's funny. Like, no one ever would have thought that a practice squad member would have been the guy to bring our defensive line's juice back. Right. No one would have expected that.
0: Right. Yeah. And – uh <laughs> The way things are trending, I I, I I'm going to leave it on this note. I think the Buffalo Bills are in prime position to get ready for playoff football, and this is the week. Yeah. You know, this is the this is the four game. You know, and this forecast is the practice postseason.
1: This, this is practice postseason right here.
0: I mean, this is literally exactly that. You can just hashtag that. You know, and you know, we'll see what happens. You know, the forecast looks great and uh the forecast for the next couple of opponents i mean look where i think we're playing at arizona aren't we and yeah. uh hey we're gonna be inside of a dome so there you go josh you got no excuses dude. zip the ball baby come on
1: dome josh goes off man
0: oh baby can't wait for it it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun matchup god dang it man i want to bring you on again just to talk about that game but i know you're busy hey Just thank you so much, Dan, for joining me. Um, You know, I want to cut it off here before, you know, I'll rant for another hour if you let me. So I want to stop here (laughs) and uh, I'll definitely be in touch with you. Uh, Tell all the audience where they can find all of your content, obviously, uh, on YouTube and on your podcast as well.
1: Yeah, guys, for sure. So my YouTube channel is just titled Dan Mitchell. Definitely going ahead and uh, watch my preview video of the Seahawks. I'm doing a live stream called Fan V Fan on Friday night on my channel. I'm bringing on a couple Seahawks YouTubers and I'm bringing on another Bills YouTuber to sort of have like a uh, sort of a healthy debate. I would say drinks would be involved. I would say some profanities will be screamed. Should be a good time. Um, and then as far as my podcast is concerned, once again, I, I have a podcast called Believe in Bills. I do it with Aaron Williams, former safety of the Buffalo Bills. We actually just dropped our episode tonight at the time of this recording. So definitely go on ahead and check that out as well. And uh, per usual, say for example, that you ever want to talk to me, the best way to do so is on Twitter and you can find me at real
0: Dan Mitchell. Well, you're the real deal. Oh God, I'm working on my dad jokes. That was bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <How are you? laughs> on that note, right? Hey, thank you guys so much for joining me on the Buff Hub. I'm your host, Steve Vega. Again, this is a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Let's go, Bills. Let's beat the Seahawks. More to dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all in one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters.